RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the SAR government rejects criticism of the city's governance from a US bipartisan advisory group. The government stresses that reopening the border with the mainland remains a top priority and an industry group wants a rating system brought in to improve the city's public toilets. The SAR government says a report released by a US bipartisan advisory group makes unfounded allegations about Hong Kong and said Hong Kong would continue to discharge its responsibility to safeguard national security. Sean Kennedy reports. The Security Review Commission report said the national security law had eroded judicial independence and curtailed freedoms. It criticised the overhaul of the electoral system and accused Beijing of having mainlandized the SAR and of turning LegCo into a rubber stamp. However, the government said the national security law had ended chaos and restored stability to the SAR. It said the security law ensured the resolute, full and faithful implementation of the policy of one country, two systems, and Hong Kong's autonomy and freedoms under the basic law were well protected. It said the law had also reinforced Hong Kong's position and attraction as an international financial centre. It also rejected what it called the unfounded allegations against the electoral reforms, saying they were both timely and necessary. It said the government was committed to ensuring that elections were fair, open and honest. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury has reiterated that reopening the border with the mainland is the top priority for the SAR government. Christopher Hoy's comments come after FedEx announced yesterday that it's closing its Hong Kong pilot base, citing the city's COVID regulations as being partly behind its decision. Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk programme, he responded to concerns from organisations that Hong Kong's status as an international and business and financial centre and now as an air cargo hub was under threat because of tight travel restrictions. I think, after all, how um, a international financial city like Hong Kong or an international business hub Hong, Hong Kong evolves to what we are now requires a lot of elements and also takes a lot of different attributes. So I won't say, and I won't pinpoint in particular, one single factor to Mm. say that it's something to be so undermining. But that said, I think, after all, we see this as something that we need to work on because uh, in my conversation and also with communication with the business sector and in particular financial service sector, which is within my purview, I think there's really, as you said, uh, quite a strong call for boundary opening up. And that's exactly what we are focusing Mm. on right now. An academic in Macau has indicated that the future looks bleak for the former Portuguese enclave if its tourism industry can't recover over the next six months. Elo Yu, a public administration scholar at the University of Macau, said residents were tired of border closures and although Macau's economic situation was stable, more and more companies were closing down. He said he expects the tourism industry might not recover in the coming half year and the situation may deteriorate further. As well as uh, an unemployment rate, uh, at this moment uh, the situation is not that worse. But of course, uh, we we could see that uh, more and more companies are uh, closing down, and so it seems that you know if uh, the, the the tourism industry could not uh, uh, recover in the coming half years, uh, I believe that uh, the the situation will 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 going worse. His comments come after Macau's chief executive, Ho Yat-seng, said in his policy address on Tuesday, tourism was still a pillar of the economy and he hoped normal travel could soon resume with the mainland and Hong Kong. But he also admitted such decisions were up to mainland authorities. 
The Hong Kong Toilet Association is urging the government to introduce a third-party rating system for Hong Kong's public toilets to improve their standards. Tomorrow is World Toilet Day, and after inspecting more than 400 facilities across the SAR, the association deemed the one at Smithfield Municipal Services Building in Kennedy Town to be the best. The group's chairman, Alex Choi, says the toilet was well-designed and, more importantly, well-managed. That's one initiative that we have been promoting in the past year, which is to introduce a third-party rating system to the public toilets. If we can add this, we can link this rating system to, say, more competitive mechanisms, saying if you do not meet certain minimum standards, that you are not allowed to bid for government projects in future or for a period of time. I think that to introduce a market force, a market pressure, to make sure that people are really paying attention to how to manage their toilet, I think can, can do a good job in improving the overall conditions of toilets in Hong Kong. An animal welfare advocate has criticised the authorities for using bread to lure wild pigs as part of an operation to capture and kill them in Aberdeen last night. Ronnie Wong from the Hong Kong Wild Boar Concern Group said the tactic was despicable and would encourage more pigs to visit the city. But Assistant Director of the Agricultural Fish- Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department, Simon Wong, said the food was used to lure the animals to a spot where they could be put down under controlled conditions. He said only pigs that frequently visit the city and cause a nuisance would be targeted. Meanwhile, the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department says vets have put down seven wild pigs in Aberdeen after first tranquilising them with dark guns. The operation took place between 8pm and 10pm on Shamwan Road, where the pigs often went in search of food. Robert Kemp has the details. In a statement, a department spokesman said the goal had been to reduce the number of wild pigs there and to protect the public. He said that due to regular feeding at Shumwan Road, wild pigs had often approached passers-by and had even chased vehicles. From 2018 until last month, the department had tried to solve the problem through 12 capture and relocation operations at the site. 35 wild pigs had been relocated to remote countryside locations, with 27 of them being either sterilised or subject to some kind of contraception. But this had failed to control the problem. The self-proclaimed shaman, whose bare chest and horned fur headgear made him the face of January's assault on the US Capitol, has been sentenced to 41 months in prison. Jacob Chansley had pleaded guilty in September to obstruction of an official proceeding after taking part in the storming by Trump supporters of the US Senate chamber. Speaking to reporters outside the courthouse in Washington, Mr Chansley's lawyer, Albert Watkins, said his client had accepted his sentence. Mr. Chansley owned his responsibility. He sought to be accountable. He was and has been held accountable. And he is respectful of this court and everyone involved in this case for having put himself in this position. He is absolutely embracing being held accountable for that. Two men convicted of the murder of the civil rights leader Malcolm X are to have their convictions quashed after more than half a century. Muhammad A. Aziz and Khalil Islam both served two decades in jail before they were released. Mr. Islam has since died. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. 
Malcolm X was one of the most charismatic leaders of the civil rights movement in the United States, and at times the most controversial. His killing in 1965 sent shockwaves around the world. But doubts have lingered for decades about the murder convictions of Mohammed Aziz and Khalil Islam. The Manhattan District Attorney, Cyrus Vance Jr., decided two years ago to re-examine the case and has now let it be known that he will throw out their convictions. He told the New York Times that the FBI and police had withheld evidence that in all likelihood would have resulted in the acquittal of the men. He has apologised, saying they didn't get the justice they deserved. Britain's Queen Elizabeth has been pictured carrying out her first in-person public engagement since she spent a night in hospital last month and was told to rest. She smiled as she received the British military commander, General Nick Carter, at Windsor Castle. The Queen, who's 95, missed the remembrance ceremony on Sunday. Speaking to reporters on a visit to Jordan, her son, Prince Charles, was asked how the Queen was feeling. She's all right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is she okay? But once you get to 95, (laughs) it's not quite as easy as it used to be. Bad enough at 73. (laughs) A state of emergency has been declared in the Canadian province of British Columbia, which has been hit by torrential rain, floods and landslides. Some roads have been washed away, leaving several mountain towns cut off. Access has also been blocked to Canada's biggest port, Vancouver. The state of emergency will give the authorities more power to get roads and railways operating again. The technology giant Apple says it will start allowing customers to carry out repairs on their own devices by granting access to genuine parts and tools. The move comes as Apple faces criticism over its tight control regarding repairs on its devices. The BBC's James Clayton is in San Francisco. Technology companies such as Apple have been under pressure for years to allow customers to fix products themselves. Many firms currently don't supply the parts or manuals for how to repair their products. Critics argue that companies want to dominate the secondary repair market so they can make more money off the products they sell by being the only ones who can fix them. The new scheme will begin in the US next year and will involve the replacement of batteries, screens and cameras of recent iPhones. It's then expected to be rolled out to other countries. To business news, cash-strapped debt collector Huarong Asset Management has announced plans to raise 6.6 billion US dollars by selling shares and divesting more assets as the deeply indebted state-owned firm tries to stay afloat. The rescue plan was announced in an overnight filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Under the plan, the firm will sell 41.2 billion shares to investors led by Citic Group at 1.02 yuan apiece. Elon Musk says the Starship developed by his company SpaceX and selected by NASA for the Americans' return to the moon will attempt its first orbital flight early next year. For the upcoming orbital test, Starship will be decked out with an ultra-powerful first stage, dubbed Super Heavy. Mr Musk said authorization from the US Federal Aviation Administration is expected around the end of the year. After the proposed January test launch, he said he's aiming for a dozen additional launches or more through the end of 2022. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,317. That's 342 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $63 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.07 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 50 cents. 
to sports and we start with tennis where Spain's Garbin Muguruza has defeated Estonian Anet Kontaveit 6-3-7-5 for the WTA finals title in Guadalajara in Mexico. It was the two-time Grand Slam champion's fourth appearance at the season-ending finals and her first in the championship match. In the men's ATP Tour Finals in Turin, Novak Djokovic has won his group with a match to spare after beating Andre Rublev 6-3, 6-2. Norway's Kasper Ruud picked up his first win in the group after beating Britain's Cameron Norrie 1-6, 6-3, 6-4. Norrie was only playing after Stefano Tsitsipas pulled out of the event with an arm injury. Next to football and the Women's Champions League, where holders Barcelona have swept into the quarterfinals. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. The holders, Barcelona, have become the first team to qualify for the first ever group stage of the Women's European Champions League. That was thanks to a 5-0 victory over Hoffenheim. It means that they've managed to win all 14 matches in competitions this season. So they're through to the last eight. Uh, Their captain, Alexia Putellas, opened the scoring from the penalty spot shortly before half-time. In the same Group C, Arsenal defeated HB Kure 3-0. Arsenal lead a point from their last two games to progress. The record seven-time European champions, Olympic Lyonnais, haven't joined Barcelona's women in the last eight yet. They lost their perfect record in Group D in going down 1-0 at Bayern Munich. Benfica scored in added time to beat FC Hacken 2-1. Dean Smith says he believes he can keep Norwich City in the English Premier League and he wouldn't have taken the job if he thought it was a risk. Norwich have only won one game so far this season and are five points from safety. Smith makes his debut at Carrow Road against Southampton on Saturday. Top of the intrigue is to you know, not concede goals. Um, we've conceded too many already. Um, and defensively, we've, we want to make our stru- structure, organisation a lot stronger. We've got talented players and uh, we also need to go and score more goals. Obviously, we, we haven't scored as many as we would like to, but there's certainly the players there that can do both sides of the, of the job. Major League Baseball has announced the Cy Young Award winners for this year's top pitcher. The National League honour went to Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. Burns led the majors with a sparkling 2.43 earned run average. Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays took the award from the American League. The left-hander topped the majors with 248 strikeouts and was instrumental in keeping the Blue Jays in playoff contention until the last day of the season. He's the first Toronto pitcher to win the Cy Young since the late Roy Halladay in 2003. To the weather forecast, mainly fine with moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook sunny periods in the next few days and it'll be warm in the daytime. But it will get appreciably cooler with winds strengthening from the north on Monday. And temperatures in the mornings will fall to about 16 degrees next Tuesday and Wednesday in urban areas. And of course slightly lower in the new territories. Currently, the observatory, the temperature is 25 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity 57%. And to end the news, the top story once again, the SAR government rejects criticism of the city's governance from a US bipartisan advisory group. The news from RTHK.
just passing through. And welcome to the one two three show with me, Noreen Mir, on this um, not Monday, sorry, Thursday afternoon. Thank you very much to Sadia Asmani sitting in for me yesterday. It did not feel like a weekend. A long story short, my little girl's not feeling very well. Poor sausage. So she had to go to the hospital. And, you know, as parents, that's what we have to do. Be there for them. Anyway, we won't bore you with the details. She is doing very well, so that's good. And I'm back again. Uh, but Sadia will also be sitting in for me uh, once again tomorrow. And she'll be here for today's chinwag. Today, Sadia will talk about how emotional people may hold the key to happiness that is true that is true i can i i feel like i'm a happy person but also a bit of an emotional wreck sometimes so perhaps that we do hold the key we'll hear all about that from sadia in about um in about